0: Night And we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus. Mighty name. Want to remind you just in case I forget like and share like and share like and share. Just want to remind you. I cannot friend you. If you ever wonder why I don't reach out to you as a dedicated audience member. I can't. They will not let me friend you. So share it on Rumble as much as you possibly can. We're really going to be switching over a lot to Rumble over the next year or so because Facebook has just basically permanently uh, ban me shadow ban me limits my reach we're not reaching anybody on facebook anymore so send it to as many people on facebook as you can then direct them to rumble blackrobe tv.com youtube's always banning me too so I'm, i don't tell people to use youtube we pretty much get our get all of our stuff off we're deleting it off of Facebook and YouTube because all we do is get strikes and continue to be shadow banned and our reach limited So it's almost like a waste of time to use them But just so everybody knows if you're ever wondering why I don't friend you on Facebook It's because I can't friend you on Facebook got big hopes for getter at some point Make sure you have a getter account. Make sure you got a gab account. Make sure you got a truth account Make sure of course that you have a rumble account I urge all of you to switch right now from Facebook to rumble if I can download apps Anybody on the planet can can download apps. I have no ability to use this thing whatsoever. I go Aaron all the time. He's the one who helps me. Excuse me. But just get the apps. We've got to go. We've got to usher ourselves into a parallel culture, a parallel society, because we cannot be dictated to by these far-left Tyrants, these globalists, bourgeois, leftist elitists, who want no poverty for themselves, but want poverty for us. They don't. They want all the guns, they want all the walls, and none of that for us. All the healthcare for themselves, none for us. We must form our own parallel society, which will be far stronger than their society. So, like and share, like and share. Get this to as many people as you possibly can. Let's you and me grow this. Audience got big hopes for Twitter too. Still got big hopes for Elon. He hosted Ron DeSantis's uh, presidential campaign announcement last night. Kind of was a big flop because the site crashed. Twitter should never crash. They've done bigger than bigger things than that on Rumble, and it hasn't crashed because I think people inside him stealing this from from Steve Bannon, but or maybe it, was, it may have been Dan. It was Dan Bongino. I believe that there's people inside of Twitter that are working against Elon. That's why it, cr- it crashed last night with just 300,000 people on the site. And here's the thing. If you're wondering where I'm going to go with uh, Trump or DeSantis, I lean towards Trump right now, but I want to see the debates. I want to see him campaign against each other. I want to see them go after each other. Not with, not with the chintzy bull crap that's going on right now. What's going on right now between Trump and DeSantis is basically each one accusing the other of that which they both did. Both of them are saying, you were for lockdowns. They were both for lockdowns. You were for vaccines. They were both for vaccines. I lived here. I live here now. I'm sitting in Northport, Florida right now. I love Ron DeSantis. I love Donald Trump. I know they're going to kneecap each other. I don't care about any of that. I want to see right now Eileen Trump because he's been there before. I liked what he did. I hold no illusions about Ron DeSantis. I was here. This, this state was locked down. Ron DeSantis advocated for a certain period of time locking down. He did. And, he, and Then he advocated for Operation Warp Speed, but so did Trump. Trump locked down the country. DeSantis locked down Florida. They both did it. Now they're both accusing each other of that, which they both did. Let's just, let's just get out on the table. They were both for vaccines. They were both for lockdowns. They were both for masks. Now, who came to Jesus first? Tough to tell. It's actually tough to tell because Trump was out there advocating for a reopening in on Easter of 2020. DeSantis made churches essential right after the arrest of Rodney Howard Brown, so that was right about in early April that he made churches essential. So it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell if I was to if I was to pick who handled the entire COVID vaccine debacle better during the time when they were both in office. I would lean toward DeSantis. If I was to pick who is more of a separatist, who is more, uh, who is less of an establishment Republican, Trump. Okay? So I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I lean to Trump right now. I'm leaning towards Trump, but I love Ron DeSantis. And I don't like what the stuff that, that the, the Trump campaign has done to DeSantis. I don't like what DeSantis is doing to Trump. I wish, it just. Run, I wish, in all honesty, that DeSantis would have waited to 2028 so he wouldn't have to make a decision, but that's not the case. So we will see what happens, and we'll go from there. Right now, Trump is smashing everybody to bits and polls. I mean, the New Hampshire poll just came out. Trump has like a 60-point lead. So, you know, I mean, we'll have to see. And New Hampshire will be the first primary, and then, of course, you've got the caucus in Iowa. But we'll see what happens. It, it, for me... None of it matters anyway. If you watch this podcast, you know what I'm about to say. It doesn't matter who who runs. We're going to lose. You're like, Tom, how can you say that? Because unless things are fixed, we're going to lose. Now, things have been fixed in some states, but not in others. What's been fixed in Wisconsin? Nothing. What's been fixed in Michigan? Nothing. What's been fixed in Pennsylvania? Nothing. So, I mean, can we win? Yeah, we can win. I'll be praying. But, right, I mean, I'm just telling you that unless the four things are fixed and we've got what is it? It's uh basically June of 2023. So we got a year, but about 18 months until the election, somewhere in there. If the if the four things are not fixed or at least majorly dealt with, to a place where voting is honest, voting is free, uh there's integrity back in our election systems. Of course, what am I talking about? If you if you watch this podcast, you already know. If we don't fix the four things, which is no message, no money, establishment Republicanism, which is running all the local elections, and um, fraudulent elections. So you're like, wait a minute, you're, you're telling me, Tom? There's if we if we have Republicans running elections, because lo- all politics is local. You need to understand that. Everyone talks about national races. None of that matters at all. What matters is who is actually counting the ballots, and the people who. Carrie Lake has had to sue in Arizona is Bill Gates in the Republican Party who runs the elections in Maricopa County. Why is she having why why wouldn't why wouldn't Bill Gates just simply say, yeah, take a look at all the ballots, no problem. Wouldn't you? If you if, if you were running and would you you knew that you ran an integrity-based vote count and an integrity-based election, wouldn't you just say forensic audit me all you want? You can proctologically Forensically audit all that I did. Wouldn't you? Why why would you be trying to hide anything? Why would you not just simply put out the voter rolls, put out all the ballots? Why wouldn't you do that? I wanna, I mean, think about it, but you hear me talk about it all the time. Everything's redacted now, everything's marked classified, classified for what purpose? To cover the malfeasance of the government government, not the top secrets of the government. So we unless we fix those four things, we're not gonna win. And I mean, and totally fixed? No. I mean, we have to substantially fix them, because I'm telling you right now, if we did, we'd win easily, just like Florida. I mean, you, you went in four years from Ron DeSantis won, beat Andrew Gill- Gillum by like ten to twenty thousand votes, by less than one percent, Andrew Gillum, to winning by twenty points, almost twenty points in the last election. We don't have one, one statewide elected office that's held by a Democrat. You know why? And no, and no Democrats are tra- are are challenging our voting system here because it's unchallengeable. I mean, we have 23 million people who live in the state of Florida, and all of our votes are counted by 10 o'clock at night. Everybody knows who won by 10 o'clock at night, and the polls don't close till eight. We all know who won. Why? Why is it? Do you know that there's still ballots in Arizona that haven't been counted? To this day, there's thousands of thousands of ballots that have never been counted in the state of Arizona. Why is that exactly? Bill Gates. You wonder who, who I mean by Bill Gates. He is the Republican Rhino, and all of these guys. He's not Bill Gates the uh, from Microsoft, the Bill and Melinda vaccine whore. I'm talking about Bill Gates who runs the elections in Maricopa County, where they had where they printed up ballots that were too small for the machines. That for, just on the day of though, and that shut down forty percent of their machines because Republicans count count solely on day of balloting, which has to be fixed. If it's not fixed. See, it doesn't matter here in Florida, so it's hard It's hard for me to do much. But if you follow people like Scott Pressler, who's called The Persistence on Twitter, he goes around to all these places, I'm telling you. And wherever he can harvest ballots, he's going to harvest ballots, wherever it's legal. And, all, and we have to early vote. If we don't, we're going to lose. Because what's going to happen is shenanigans on the day of the election. We know that's going to happen. But if you early vote, they can't touch your ballot. Some of you might be thinking, well, you know, Dominion voting machines and all that stuff. Well, some places, you know, Mike Lindell's going around the country trying to get Dominion voting machines taken down. Some places they've been taken down, some places them, but we have them in Florida. And again, are you, Tom, are you advocating for Dominion? Absolutely freaking not. And either, by the way, did Democrats, not six, seven years ago, they were talking about taking down Dominion voting machines. But whenever, whenever Democrats... Whenever Democrats question the integrity of an election, it's a democracy. Whenever I challenge the the credibility of an election, it's a threat to democracy. So they were doing the same things themselves. So I'm just telling you. I just wanted to get that out. If you're wondering what Tom are you eventually, I will come out and say who I'm voting for at some point. I, I honestly don't know right now. Honestly, don't know. I actually I watch Trump closely because he. I don't if he's going to keep pimping and whoring. Operation Warp Speed, it turns me off because the vax is constantly... You, people don't think anybody's dying of the vax anymore. No, it's just not like headline news anymore. The initial batch of people who died of myocarditis and like sudden death died suddenly. Those, those they're not gone. It's happening all the time. Uh, excess death rates are double digits in every 5 eyes country in the, on the planet. And if it's double digits with us, it's double digits everywhere. CDC in America will not release the vaccinated uh, hospitalization death rates. So we don't know. Again, kept confidential for what purpose. But if he's going to continue to do that, I mean, that's strike one for me. Because, I mean, people are dying because of it. But I I don't want to get too deep into vax because I'll never get off of it. And I've got to get to this other stuff, which I'm also getting to vaccines tonight, too, hopefully. All right. So let's just start off with the FBI. Oversight Committee uh, video. The FBI has five days. Now, I want everybody to write this stuff down or just take screenshots of it. The FBI has five days to produce uh, uh, the requested FD-1023 record that alleges $5 million worth of bribery involved then-Vice President Joe Biden so that he would legislate according to the bribe. If the FBI doesn't produce the record... At Rep, James Comey will initiate contempt of Congress proceedings, which is what needs to happen. The gloves must come off. Let's watch the video. Play for me.
1: House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer is scheduled to meet with FBI Director Christopher Wray next week. Comey is threatening to hold the Bureau in contempt of Congress if it doesn't provide a document that he says could incriminate President Biden.
2: Brooke Singman joins us now with the latest. Hey, Brooke.
1: Hey, guys, that key document could link President Biden to an alleged criminal scheme. Now, Comer has subpoenaed the FBI for a Bureau-generated F.D. 1023 form. A whistleblower claims that document describes an alleged criminal scheme involving Biden, who was vice president at the time, and a foreign national, specifically detailing the exchange of money for policy decisions. Now, in a letter I obtained to FBI Director Christopher Wray, Comer gave the Bureau a May 30th deadline to respond to that subpoena. The letter reads in part, quote, the FBI has failed to produce the FD-1023 form or offer any reasonable accommodation that would allow the committee to review the document. The FBI's gamesmanship in holding a meeting about general CHS confidentiality issues instead of addressing the specific form from the committee's subpoena is unacceptable. An FBI spokesman tells Fox News that turning over that document, though, could jeopardize ongoing investigations the bureau says, quote, the FBI's mission is to protect the American people. Releasing confidential source information could potentially jeopardize investigations and put lives at risk. The FBI remains committed to cooperating with Congress's oversight requests on this matter and others,
0: as we always. So the FBI does the old throwdown, just like planting a gun on somebody who didn't have a gun when, they, when, some, when the cops shot him. Here's their throwdown. Throwdown is we can't discuss anything that's an ongoing investigation because it could be a threat to the lives of the agents. What 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 investigation? This, this occurred during the Obama administration. I mean, Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong on the math, or Will, correct me when I'm wrong on the math. The Obama administration ended in January of 17, right? 2017? Yeah, so that's when the Trump administration started. So in January of 2017 and I believe that it's now May 2023 that they can discuss what it is that's happening. By the way, just so everybody knows, they said that they are hesitant to release confidential sourced information because it could be a threat to their agents. Um, This is not confidential. They weren't smart enough to mark this down as confidential. By the way, this is a whistleblower who said there is an FD 1023 record or report that alleges a $5 million bribe. We want to see it. It's not confidential. It's not more classifying. Nothing. We want to see it. And the James Comer's doing exactly what has to be done. The gloves must come off. Well, Tom, if the gloves come off and then people, people deem that the only thing that we do is uh, put together hearings and conduct hearings, then they're going to vote us out. Well, who cares? Well, I mean, everyone needs to understand something. You can either fight and lose or not fight and lose that's your option those are your options it's the same thing i always say well let's find people who are electable no if you get somebody who's electable that means for all intents and purposes they're they're a d with an r in front of their name they're a democrat that calls themselves a republican because they're electable well then you've just ostensibly elected a democrat so you can either fight and lose or not fight and lose but either way you lose or you can actually fight and win but either way, your only chance at winning is to fight. So what it needs to happen with James Comer, and he'll do it because this guy's a pit bull, he's one of the very few actual Rs that is not a camouflage D in more than one way. He's a real Republican, he's a real conservative, he's a real pit bull. You may not agree with everything everybody says about everything, Jim Jordan or whatever. Jim Jordan's legit, Matt Gaetz is legit, Lauren Boebert is legit, MTG is legit. Ron Johnson in the Senate, he's legit. Rand Paul is legit. These are legit people who vote against the grain. Even against things that I've liked, these things, these people will vote against them. Because they, if they deem that it's correct, that's who you want. So all we need to fight. The gloves must come off. We've been, we've been engaged in a boxing match with the Democrats, and the Democrats are using AK-47s, and we're sitting there with the boxing gloves on. The gloves must come off. It is time to fight not the way that they fight, but a legit street fight. No lying, no perjury, no classifying everything, no wrongfully prosecuting people. But who needs to be prosecuted must be prosecuted. And the FBI and Christopher Ray needs to be brought up, be brought initiating these uh, initiating of contempt of Congress proceedings. That needs to occur. If they do not. Turn in this FD 1023 document by the allotted time. Period. Do it. What's the worst thing that can happen? Right now, I don't. I won't remember all the people that she's impeaching. But Marjorie Taylor Greene has put in impeachment paperwork for five people. I'll try to remember a couple of them. Of course, it's Joe Biden. That's for the southern border. Alejandro Mayorkas. There's another one. Christopher Ray. And there's two others. Um, I can't remember. Uh, I'll, I'll see if they pop into my head. But anyway, so those are the ones that she's putting. in. They'll bark it out if they get it for me. But, so, but Tom, there's no chance that these people will actually be impeached. Who cares? Be, well, let me ask you this. Was Donald Trump impeached? Yes. He was impeached. He just won. You remember they always say the twice impeached former former president? He, he was impeached. Well, you... That, Impeachment doesn't mean winning. So they can be impeached. Just need 218 votes. That's it. Will we get it? I don't know. I don't care. But see, it's now prerequisite that every time there's a Democratic president, you must impeach. Whenever, whenever a Democrat commits a, a countrywide national crime or a national def- uh, defamation, they must be brought into court. What do you mean defamation? If you're going to call Trump, if you're going to say like Adam Schiff over and over and over again, that Donald Trump colluded with the Russians, that you have proof. Remember, he said over and over again, I have substantive proof that Donald Trump was in a hotel room being urinated on by Moscow hookers. He needs to be brought up on defamation charges. Where? Anywhere in the country. Ken Paxton can do it, right? And we can do it in Texas. Do it. Eric Schmidt can do it in Missouri. Do it. That's what they do to us. Get the gloves off. They're not fighting fair. You can't win an unfair fight fighting fair. Try that tongue twister a couple times. All right, Rumble video. FBI official admits she hasn't even read the Durham report. Play for me.
3: Yeah, that's just astonishing. Um, I'm just without words. Uh, that the FBI is unconcerned. Are there, do you know whether any, anybody at the FBI has read the Durham report?
4: I'm sure people have read the Durham report, sir.
3: Uh, can you name anybody that you know has read it? No, sir. Do you intend to read it?
4: I do intend to read it.
3: Uh, does the FBI intend to undertake any changes in the way it conducts counterintelligence operations based on the Durham report?
4: I, I can't answer that, sir. I can take that question back
0: so she hasn't even read the Durham report. No, no interest whatsoever in reading the Durham report. Truly, truly, this is really one of the biggest non-criminal, even non-civil indictments, indictment not in the literal sense, but one of the, one of the most damning indictments in United States history is the Durham report, and it's 100% factual. Durham should have charged a bunch of people with felonious crimes, including including millions of counts of perjury. He didn't, because he's a gutless coward. He just, he just did what, he did basically what James Comey did. James Comey knew Hillary Clinton had committed 30,000 acts of felonious obstruction. He knew it. He knew it. He just came out and said, I know she did it, but nobody would ever, no decent attorney general would ever file charges against her. That's what he said. So he just he just weasled his way out of it. He he made all the correct uh prognostications. He came all to he, he came to all the correct conclusions that there's great malfeasance inside the FBI. That the FBI knew it didn't have enough evidence to pursue this in any way, shape, or form, and then pursued it to the tune of a special counsel 40 FBI agents and $42 million. Which we'll get deep into this in just a second. But the, the, she didn't. Even, she doesn't even bother to read it. Deputy Assistant Director of Counterintelligence. What? What kind of the collusion hoax? What was it? That was a counterintelligence op, and the Deputy Director of of Counterintelligence doesn't bother to read the most damning document that's ever hit the FBI. Ever mass malfeasance and corruption. She doesn't even bother to read it. None doesn't bother to read at all. I mean, it truly amazes me. Here's another one. This is from um, Rep. August Pfluger, the FBI's Deputy Assistant Director Counter Counterintelligence. Here's another Here's another line of questioning along the same lines, but
3: a few different questions. Play for me. Special Counsel Durham assessed that neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community appears to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion in their holdings at the commencement of the crossfire hurricane investigation and that the Bureau subsequently discounted or willfully ignored material that did not support the narrative of a collusive relationship between Trump and Russia. As the Deputy Assistant Director for the FBI's Counterintelligence Division, are you familiar with this report?
4: I have not read that report, sir.
3: You have not read the Durham report?
4: I have not yet read the Durham report, no, sir.
3: I'm honestly speechless at this point in time. Uh, I'm not sure what to think of this as someone who has spent an entire career in counterintelligence. Um, Special Counsel Durham found that the FBI moved too quickly with its investigation in the 2016 campaign and relied on uncorroborated evidence when launching its investigation. Does this concern you? I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? That, that there was a very fast pace of the investigation and that uncorroborated evidence was used when launching the investigation, does that concern you?
4: So again, sir, I haven't read the Durham report, so I'm not sure, you know, I have no knowledge of... of.
3: Does this fall under the counterintelligence umbrella?
4: The Durham report? I'm sure portions of it do, yes,
3: sir. Does does a suggestion or uh, an accusation of election collusion between a foreign government and the United States or a person or an entity in the United States fall under counterintelligence? Yes, sir. So the alleged collusion between Mr. Trump in 2016 and Russia would have fallen under the counterintelligence division of the FBI? Yes, sir. And you have not read the Durham report?
4: I have not read the Durham report. Is there a
3: reason? Is it not required to?
4: No, I just haven't had time.
3: Ms. Murphy, do you actively investigate counterintelligence with foreign entities around the world? Yes, sir. Um, And this is a sincere question. Does election collusion worry you?
4: Yeah, obviously election collusion would worry me. Yes, sir. Does
3: any malign influence to the United States worry you? Yes, sir. Okay. I I would highly recommend reading that because we spent four years discussing that. There was uncorroborated evidence. The Durham report specifically outlines the outcome of that. It's very disappointing to hear this. Now, here's an angle that's not discussed very much. In in full transparency,
0: I'm getting this from Dan Bongino, but I'll tell it to you in my own words. I could show you a clip of his, but I'm going to give you my own words, my own nuance with it. But this is actually about Barack Obama. They're golden calf. And let me just say this. This is who's in charge of counterintelligence in the United States. That person right there. That's who's in charge of keeping you safe. Right there. This is a, this is the deputy assistant director of counterintelligence for the FBI. That chick right there. That's who's in charge. You're like, that's Chauvin. Listen, I don't care if she's male or female. She's a dunderhead. She's stupid. This this is somebody who's in charge. And you're like Tom. Are they re-? listen? Are they stupid or is it all agenda? It's both. It, you know, if it's a leftist agenda, in order to follow a leftist agenda, in order to be a leftist, you have to be stupid. So it's both agenda driven and stupid. All right, see so him bring it back to me. I just want to tell you this. This is all about the collusion hoax, which is what what Durham was all about. And just just to reiterate briefly. Always remember what this is. Again, there's more than one tributary to this river. I'm going to cover one tributary right now, hopefully. Hopefully not 12. Hopefully it's only one. You remember how it all started? Hillary The Hillary Clinton campaign in cooperation with the DNC hired Perkins Cooley and Mark Elias. They hired Fusion GPS, who hired Christopher Steele, who hired Igor Danchenko, the only Russian collusion Igor Danchenko, Russian citizen, was with the DNC, Hillary Clinton, G- Fusion GPS, Christopher Steele, and Perkins uh, Cooey. That's the only Russian collusion that has ever been proven. Igor Danchenko, who just made, he's the one who made up the PB Oaks and acknowledges that he made it up. He calls it bar talk. And Christopher Steele's dossier which included Igor Dienchenko's bar talk as his primary source of the dossier Christopher Steele's data came from an open source data search which I'll, I'll, I will I will translate that for you he googled crap that's open source data Googled crap it's all that it was and he acknowledged it's what it was So how is this about Barack Hussein Obama? Because that's all Hillary Clinton. Well, why was Hillary Clinton doing this? Hillary Clinton was doing this because she needed to get the heat off of her for her 30,000 deleted emails on an unprotected server. And Aaron, if I say the wrong thing tech-wise, jump in. On an unprotected server, that was in a bathroom in Colorado. She's working in D.C. Her servers over a toilet... In Colorado, I don't think the Russians could ever hack that. I don't think the Chinese ever got into an unprotected server that's in a like in a baker's, a baker's shop in Colorado making up the baker part, but that's what it was, just a shop with a bathroom in it. That's where it was, in a closet, a, a, a closet near a bathroom. Now, here's the interesting part. Again, credit Dan Bongino. Barack Hussein Obama insisted that he have a BlackBerry. Insisted. This is absolute you can, this is irrefutable. This is from the Secret Service. In order for you to have devices inside of the White House, they have to be checked by the military. Forgot that's OB something. But they have to be checked by the military. All communiques, any communication devices, have to be swept by the military. By the military. Has to be cleared by the military. They were against them having this this uh, BlackBerry, but he had it. Now, Hillary Clinton was communicating with Barack Hussein Obama, how? (laughs) Via email from an unprotected server going to a BlackBerry. Barack Hussein Obama knew for the entire time that Hillary Rodham Clinton was sending him emails from an unprotected site. How would that be? Because everything coming from a United States computer, from a from a military-protected computer, is marked that way. So he knew that he was receiving emails from an illegal server for two and a half years. He knew it. That's how they communicated back and forth. So he, he knew about her illegalities. Because Obama is such an icon of the Democratic Party, he has to be protected. It's got nothing to do with Hillary. Hillary, as usual, as usual, Hillary's just riding on, on the coattails of somebody else. No talent at all. Not smart at all. Not nice. Not pretty. Nothing. Has nothing going for her. So she's just riding on Obama's coattails. But she gets to be protected now because Obama is incriminated. He's receiving hundreds and hundreds of emails from his Secretary of State on an unprotected server. He knew the entire time because if it's protected, it's marked. And he knows that it's being hacked by the, by the Chinese, by the Soviets, and by our own allies. He knows it. Hence the reason why on August 16th, when he is briefed, remember, uh, the Operation Crossfire Hurricane the collusion hoax didn't start till didn't start until late September. He is briefed by John Brennan, then CIA director, that this is a hoax. That this Trump collusion narrative is hoax. John Brennan knew it. Now remember, then John Brennan afterwards went on all the talking head shows and said Trump was colluding with Russia. He needs to be sued and he needs to be tried. Potentially for espionage or other things, but at a minimum sued for everything he has, his retirement, remo- oh, Tom, If he, he'll be living on the streets. Don't care. They don't care about you. Let him live on the streets. You're going to lie for years about this stuff? when I mean, you knew. He was briefed. So Brennan knew. The director of the CIA knew that this was a Hillary Clinton made-up hoax. He told him that verbatim. That Hillary Clinton made it up, hired Perkins Coie, to hire Fusion GPS, to hire Christopher Steele, to hire Igor Danchenko, had it all right there. It's a hoax. What did Obama do? He initiated via his DOJ, Operation Warp Speed, with Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, Andrew McCabe, James Comey, all of which, by the way, James Comey was in on that briefing on August 16th also. So he knew his hoax and then went through Years of investigations, knowing the entire time it's hoax. That is going. That is trying. That is investigating a man to try and find a crime. That's banana republic. So Barack Obama allowed this to happen because he was exposed criminally. He was. He actually ended up having to eat Hillary Clinton's poo poo right out of the poop chute, mouth wide open. He had to do it because he was criminally liable criminally liable so he pushed the hoax so that's what it's all about just on the obama side that's what it's all about operation mockingbird with the media pimping and whoring it over and over again they're of course in collusion also because they're bought and paid for by the cia by the doj by the fbi they're bought and paid for it. here's your narrative they're nothing more than talking heads they're nothing more than parent uh, parrots of the democratic party nothing more than stenographers of the democratic party and all of them can be held civilly liable to this day and need to be period so that's that's that on the collusion i just had to bring that up to you so let's move on to hunter biden stuff uh, lawyer for Laws video, special protection, IR, this, is, this is now, this was reported on CBS News. So most of you have already seen it, but let's go over it. IRS whistleblower speaks about tax probe linked to Hunter Biden. CBS News, Laura Nora O'Donnell, play for me, Will. We
1: turn now to a CBS News exclusive. For more than three years, the Department of Justice has been investigating the president's son, Hunter Biden, for possible tax crimes. Last fall, FBI sources told us they had sufficient evidence to bring charges. CBS's Jim Axelrod spoke to the IRS agent, who is blowing the whistle on what he says was preferential treatment in his first public interview.
2: When I took control of this particular investigation, I immediately saw it, you know, it was way outside the norm of what, what I've uh, experienced in the past. Gary
5: Shapley is a supervisory special agent for the IRS, where he's worked for 14 years. In January 2020, he was assigned to what he calls a high-profile investigation. Who's
2: the subject of the investigation? I can't confirm or deny the the subject of this investigation. Why not? Because, you know, part of the tax secrecy laws don't allow it.
5: Shapley can't say it, but CBS News has learned the investigation was the probe of Hunter Biden by the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware. Senior Biden administration officials have vowed to let it run its course. WITHOUT INTERFERENCE.
0: IT'S NOT RESTRICTED IN HIS INVESTIGATION IN ANY WAY.
5: BUT CBS NEWS HAS OBTAINED THIS LETTER SHAPLEY'S LAWYERS SENT TO CONGRESS MONDAY ALLEGING IRREGULARITIES IN DOJ'S HANDLING OF THE INVESTIGATION. SHAPLEY IS SEEKING LEGAL PROTECTIONS FROM CONGRESS SO HE CAN SHARE SPECIFICS OF HIS ALLEGATIONS.
2: THERE WAS MULTIPLE STEPS THAT WERE were SLOW WALKED AT THE uh, DIRECTION OF THE DEPARTMENT OF Justice. Had you ever encountered that before? I have not, no. These deviations from normal process, that, and, and, and each and every time, it seemed to, to always benefit the subject.
5: Shapley says he decided to blow the whistle after a heated meeting
2: last October with federal prosecutors. It was my red line meeting. It just got to that point where that switch was, uh, was turned on, and I just couldn't silence my conscience anymore. Did you let prosecutors know you were unhappy? I don't think I can answer that. Hunter Biden has denied any
5: wrongdoing. Like civil servants. The IRS agent told us he is a registered Republican. His whistleblowing is being assisted by an advocacy group with past ties to the GOP. But Shapley says this is not about politics.
2: Why do you want to navigate these waters? I don't want to do any of this. I took an oath of office. And when I saw the egregiousness of some of these things, It no longer became a choice for me. It's not something that I want to do. It's something that I feel like I have to do.
5: The IRS told us it can't comment on specific cases, but is committed to supporting whistleblowers in general. Both the DOJ and the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware declined to comment.
0: Nora? Jim Maxwell. Now, remember how the video started is that CBS' Nora O'Donnell, she says that a year ago, the IRS told CBS News that they had enough to indict Hunter Biden. A year ago. So in May of 2022, the IRS had plenty of evidence to indict Hunter Biden on tax evasion charges, and nothing. Strange, isn't it? I wonder if that wonder if that was Eric Trump. I wonder if 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 we still be, if we'd be saying right now a year later that there was no indictment. And then one one quick little side note. I wonder how long because CBS, my producer Aaron, brought this up. CBS News comes up with some great stuff. Occasionally, they poke their head out of the realm of complete liberal oblivion. They really do out of nowhere. They did a great story on tracking arms inside the UK inside the Ukraine. And then they took it down and apologized. Of course, we have it and we played it. Just like we'll keep this one, because how no how how long will it be until CBS is forced to remove this by Operation Mockingbird. And by the way, it doesn't matter if this guy's a Republican. He's 14 years in. Never, never been a Republican before. In terms of taking some sort of punitive action against the Democrat, fourteen years in, and it was so bad he's ruined his life over it. He's ruined. It's obviously. It's obviously he's ruined his life. Now, of course, now there was a the Trump appointed district attorney, federal federal attorney inside of Delaware is looking into this, and Merrick Garland says he's not obstructed at all. He's got free reign to do whatever he wants. Put up the next one for me. Well, does he really have free reign to do whatever he wants? Well, here's a Sean Davis tweet. Breaking a Biden administration whistleblower informed Congress today, May 15th. I already put this on the podcast before, but I had to show it to you again, just so you know, because Merrick Garland says this isn't obstructed at all. Free reign. Remember, you got the IRS working in conjunction with the DOJ. When it becomes criminal, it's turned over. To the DOJ for prosecution. When it becomes a tax evasion charge, which which allegedly a year ago, there was enough evidence to substantiate a tax evasion charge. And then it gets turned over to the DOJ. But strangely, a year ago, May of 2022, Merrick Garland do, didn't do a damn thing. Strange, isn't it? Like, uh, strange that this agent says that it was been slow walked the entire time. Weird, isn't it? But breaking, so again, Merrick Garland says, no obstruction, all DOJ, we are all on board with open and transparent. Our feet are not on the scales of justice at all, says Merrick Garland. But breaking, a Biden administration whistleblower informed Congress today that the entire investigative team working on the Hunter Biden case at the IRS was removed from the case today and that their removal was specifically requested by Merrick Garland. But nobody's obstructing. Nobody's obstructing the investigation that the IRS is doing, except the DOJ is obstructing the investigation into what the IRS is doing by not giving them any DOJ personnel. How are you going to file charges without DOJ personnel? It's just amazing what these people put out, as if we aren't going to find out. But Again, but I, and I don't mean to be negative. But even when we find out nothing happens, why does nothing happen? Because we don't own the areas of government that, we, that can make something happen. And a lot of times, we don't have the cojones to do what it takes. Well, we're going to be accused of this. And we're going to be accused of that. We're going to be called xenophobic. We're going to be called homophobic. We're going to be called transphobic. Everyone's afraid of not being deemed reasonable. Everyone's afraid of getting the Marjorie Taylor Greene treatment or the Trump treatment. If you don't stand up, it's coming for you anyway. So you might as well stand. Again, you have three options: fight and win, fight and lose, or don't fight and lose. Two out of those three are not good. You have a chance if you fight. So what? That needs to happen is we need to win elections. We need to own the DOJ. And when we do need, when we do own the DOJ, you disband the FBI. One of the good things DeSantis said last night. Was that on day one, he fires Christopher Ray? Donald, listen, I'm not, again, I'm leaning Trump. I'm just telling you, Trump, what in the world was he thinking putting Christopher Ray in as the FBI director? What was he thinking allowing James Comey to be there? What was he thinking putting Jeff Sessions as the attorney general who is a nutless coward who recused himself from the, from the collusion hoax narrative, from the collusion hoax uh, investigation. Why would you recuse yourself? Well, because I'm a political operative. Everybody's a political operative. He was, he was part of the Trump campaign. Everybody's a part of the Trump campaign. Everybody's a part of the Biden campaign. I mean, come on, you had Antony Blinken, who was actually orchestrating the 51 uh, former intel, intel chiefs signed a letter saying that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation? Why is he not recusing himself from any investigations? Because they don't fight fair. and You can't fight fair. They're kicking us in the nuts, and we're standing there with our legs spread. When we own these agents, agencies of government, whether it's DeSantis or Trump, Everybody gets fired, everybody gets defunded, everybody gets disbanded. You go in there and you clean house. Well, you'll be accused of everything. They'll tell you that that the, the government's not going to function. Just like they're giving you that the June 1st deadline, that we will defi- default on all of our debt payments if 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 they don't expand, increase the debt ceiling. Now that's possible, by the way. It's all lies. They're already starting to backtrack off it because we're getting close to June 1st. They're talking, oh, maybe it'll be June 15th. It's all lies. Everything's a lie. Collusion Oaks lie. Masking lie. COVID lie. Vaccine lies. Debt ceiling lies. It's all lies coming from rhinos or leftists. Because they are one. Just to show you where you stand... With the FBI, where you and I stand with the FBI. Where are you on this? Because here is their basically their pyramid of right, of far right radicalization. <laughs> far right radicalization. Well, I, let's see now. I used to watch Fox News, I follow the National Rifle Association, follow the Heritage Foundation, Christian Broadcasting Network, CBN. I'm on the Christian Television Network. I imagine we're on the list too. I follow PragerU. Follow Breitbart. There's the MAGA hat. I have, se- have several MAGA hats. Got that emblem with the skull and a lot of things that I wear. I'm looking at the other stuff. InfoWars. Follow InfoWars with Alex Jones. Republicanism. A Republican A Republican elephant is the same as a Nazi symbol. You notice the Nazi symbol's on the top. And then it goes down. And we're just, we're we are one step below in the eyes of the FBI, you and I, are one step below the swastika. And let me just ask you, what are our characteristics of Nazism? What are they? What do you and I, as what we would deem far-right radicals, what do we have in common with Nazism in comparison to the left? Let's see now. Who butchers 50, 40 to 60 million babies per year in the womb? That sounds very Adolf-like. Very Stalin-like, very Mao-like, right? Very Pol Pot-like, Xi Jinping-like. The Chinese Communist Party has killed a half a billion of their own people, primarily girls. So who did that? Oh, that would be Adolf Hitler. Does right-wing do that? Anybody in the room? Does right-wing do any of that? No? No, we don't do any of that. Who is it that's doing sexual experimentation on minors? Like Mengele. remember if you're going to have a great tyranny, and you got to have a Goebbels, got to have a Mengele. So who's got Mengula right? What 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 right winger is Mengele? Tell me, who is it? What what right winger is playing the Mengele role right now? Well, we got Boston Children's Hospital, which is leftist, lopping off penises, lopping off testicles, and lopping off breasts of 15 year olds. We got that. Who was it that forced their experimental jabs in violation of the Nuremberg Code? Nuremberg. Let's see now, who was violating the Nuremberg ethic? That would be the Nazis. So who's violating the Nuremberg ethic now? Not the right. Where's the where, where's the Republic? Where's the Democratic donkey on this list? It should have donkey face AOC on there. What, why is that not on there? Amazing, isn't it? Who's more who created a disinformation governance board? Just like, the, just like the Nazis did, can't remember the name now. I make Aaron get it for me every time. But the Nazis created the exact same thing we don't create that they did but we're on the nazi list ministry of propaganda ministry of propaganda and public enlightenment. and public <laughs> barely get it out ministry of propaganda and public enlightenment created by joseph goebbels and adolf hitler did we create that where was that I, I don't recall any republican ever coming up with a ministry of truth so why why is no democrat on this on this nazi list? funny prager you dennis prager's jewish It's truly amazing to me This is the state of our country right now And it's not hopeless We need to be praying We need to be voting And we need to be winning And we need to have cajones We need to say what needs to be said Do what needs to be done You can't comply in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 Restrain at the same time They tell you to get an EV You get a diesel truck They tell you to wear a mask You go shirtless without a mask If you're a man all right, doing some miscellaneous. Let me go into some miscellaneous stories here. Uh, Officer Lou tweet, moving off the FBI finally. said to show this to you, all this stuff starts to come out. It's amazing how it comes out, isn't it? Truth, years later, as Derek Chauvin rots in prison for 22 freaking years. Let me just go over this briefly with you. The average sentence, even though they double-charged him, quadruple-charged him, stacked charges on the man. And just so you know... 20, 25 years in law enforcement myself, been in much of those scenarios just like he was in. Don't agree with how he handled it, but he didn't murder George Floyd. If you want to, if you want to fire him, civilly go after him, maybe. Criminally charge him, absolutely not. George Floyd, at the moment of death, according to this op- autopsy report, had had a ninety five percent oxygenation rate in his lungs, which means he could not have been asphyxi- asphyxiated to death but Derek Chavez is in prison for asphyxiating him to death how does that make sense is that clear to everybody how's he in prison I mean come on well he has to be because somebody has to pay the. why does somebody have to pay the price is that the, is that the purpose of our criminal justice system is for somebody to pay a political price according to a political agenda and a political narrative is that if you were standing if you were standing, uh, if you were standing charged with crimes is that what you would want I don't ever have to worry about it, people will say, because I would never be in that situation. They'll put you in that situation. You're like, oh, no, they couldn't even put me in it because I'm just going to stay at home. They'll put you in that situation on a piece of paper, lie about you, and say you were there. Well, that's impossible to pull off. If they put it on a, a charging document... In a blue area, blue jurisdiction, with a blue district attorney, with a Soros-bought and paid-for district attorney, with an Obama judge, you're going to prison. Period. It doesn't matter what you could you could produce videotape footage that shows that you were not there on the day of the alleged crime. You're still going to prison. How would you? How would it be stopped? Think about it, how would it be stopped by who? Think logically. I was in criminal in, in the criminal justice field for all, almost all of my adult life. There's no way to stop it until you get to the Supreme Court. You got millions, you have to have millions, and you have to be one in a million to get there. There's no way to stop it. So breaking George Floyd autopsy confirms there were no life-threatening injuries. So how is Derek Chauvin in prison? Because he has to be, because somebody had to pay the price. That's not criminal justice. Well, if we don't, there's going to be riots, and you have riots. If you don't do that, then you have no integrity in law enforcement. The whole system will fall apart, which it is. You have no integrity in law enforcement, no integrity in your court system. The entire system will fall apart if it's politically driven, which is what's happening in the the 1-6 trials right now. 1-6, they just put an Obama judge, just put people who never committed a violent crime, and I can't remember their names. I'll maybe do an expose on this. Let's sentence three people today, according to Julie Kelly, to a respectively 20 years, 18 years, and 10 years, and not one of them committed a violent act. Amazing, isn't it? Which, by the way, brings up what Will got it for me. Here it is. The other two people that are being impeached, one of them is Matthew Graves, who is the district attorney in D.C., So while you have, Julie Kelly actually put out some comparisons, one person was for stabbing another habitual carjacker got way less than any of these three people for walking through the Capitol. Somebody who stabbed somebody and a habitual carjacker, the carjacker got eight years and the person who stabbed somebody got like six and because somebody walked through the Capitol, they got a decade in prison. Another one got 20 years. Another one got 18 years. The whole system's invalidated. And don't think because you're a leftist that it will spare you. Because what if we do the same thing when we're in charge? Well, you can't because we would never we would never charge the Capitol like that. Well, okay, we'll just go find all the people in the BLM riots. It's still chargeable. Let's track all them. They're all on cameras. And then we don't even have to have that. If we played by their rules, which I'm not advocating... And just again, make it up, which I did not advocate for that at all. I'm not going to rot in hell for all of eternity as, as a liar. But just to show you, here is this is the autopsy report. Look at the top. There's the case number,
6: 20-3700.
0: No life-threatening injuries identified. In order for Derek Chauvin to be paying the price for this crime for 22 years in prison, and again, even with all the stacked charges, the average sentence that most uh, the, the average sentence for people convicted of the crimes that he was committed of was 11 years, and he got 22. Why did he get 22? Because the judge didn't want the political ramifications of giving him a proper sentence. He was found guilty because the jury didn't want to have to suffer with the political ramifications of of coming up with the correct uh, the correct uh, outcome, the verdict. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word verdict. Come out with the correct verdict. So they didn't want to suffer the ramifications of not coming up with the politically approved verdict. That should never be ever. you, You just have to stand. Okay. If everyone goes nuts, they go nuts. Arrest them too. If you listen, you start arresting people for breaking into Nike stores and they start going to prison, they'll stop breaking into Nike stores. You just stand there and do nothing. Well, you know. Just like, just like the Baltimore riots with Freddie Gray. With the great Ben Shapiro a video about that. They just let them riot. With a, with a black mayor, a black police chief, black attorney general. Where's the racism? Just let them riot. You start putting them in prison, they'll stop rioting. So look, at here it is. No life-threatening injuries identified. Then why is Derek Chauvin in prison? Why? Why? He can't be. He's in prison for, for causing life-threatening injuries. There is no life-threatening injuries. I suppose that's I should get a gavel, but I'd be imitating too many people if I got a gavel. No facial, oral, muc- muc- causal, or conjunct- conjunctive. I don't even know how to pronounce that last word. But no injuries. No injuries of anterior muscles, of the neck. I don't know how to pronounce the next one. Or structure. So no injuries... To the neck or head. So why is Derek Chauvin in prison? Because he has to be for the political narrative that's in Minneapolis, St. Paul. That's why. You want to live in a country like that? So nobody pays the price. Pays the price for what? George Floyd, the police were called there. The police were called because George Floyd was trying to pass counterfeit bills. George Floyd had three times the lethal limits uh, lethal limit of fentanyl in his body three times the amount that it would take to kill you in his body of fentanyl right there here it is man look at the yeah, look at the list producer Aaron just said methamphetamine which I didn't even know uh, hydroxy that's probably that's probably uh hydroxy uh, not chloroquine I, you know hydroxy uh, you know could be uh, codone or whatever else I don't know methamphetamine nor fentanyl, another type of fentanyl and fentanyl itself that's what he died of and that's what the autopsy says why is Derek Chauvin in prison you want to live in a that can never happen to you this he has to go to prison why no injuries I just showed you there's no injuries to the man 95% oxygenation rate in his lungs at the time of death, therefore he was not asphyxiated, but Derek Chauvin's in prison for asphyxiating him. You don't think it can happen to you? And you're a leftist and watching right now, you don't think this can happen to you when your own leftists turn on you? Look at Jeffrey Epstein was a leftist. Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo's a leftist. Harvey Weinstein's a leftist. A- Anthony Weiner's a leftist. Well, their own will come after you if they need... I mean, I'm trying... Was Matt... What's uh, the former NBC guy? Matt. Lauer. Matt. What is it? Lauer. Matt Lauer. hyper leftist. And as soon as they want your spot, like I'm telling you right now, if I was Kathy Hochul, I would grow eyes in the back of my head to watch Latisha James. Because <laughs> Latisha James wants her job. And next thing you know, you're going to hear that Kathy Hochul's a racist. Or that she had some sort of perverted sexual thing with somebody in her staff that never occurred. Watch. You think that you're immune? You're not. Derek Chauvin shouldn't be in prison. You want to talk about how he handled the arrest? Fine. Wouldn't be how I handled the arrest. I would have just spun him up on his butt, stood him up. You had five guys there. Stand him up on his butt, put him in the back of the police car, and get the heck out of there. That's what you do. Instead, they sat there for 11 minutes being filmed. Really stupid. But he did not on. There was not one neck injury on George Floyd. So how was he asphyxiated to death? 95% oxygenation rate at the time of death. Just look at the bottom. How did he die? That would be fentanyl, methamphetamine. That's it. All right, let's go to the next one. Just going off on different subjects right now. Speaking of George Floyd, which really gave really gave birth to the modern BLM, Black Lives Matter. So this is to show you the honesty and integrity and virtue of Black Lives Matter. So Black Lives Matter raised $90 million after George Floyd. $90 million. Whew. And are now on the verge of bankruptcy. What do you spend? I mean, if you're do nothing, it doesn't cost any money to riot. Mansions. I mean, yeah, they will. Of course, Patrice Cullors had to get her mansions and stuff. And by we got that. But so what are they spending money on? He raised $90 million in 2020. It's only 2023 now. So three years ago, they got 90 million in the bank and are now on the verge of bankruptcy. Less than three years later. Congrats to everyone who felt enough white guilt to give to that organization. Go to the next one for me. Look at this. Black Lives Matter, John Cordillo tweet, is headed for insolvency after plunging $8.5 million. Now we know. Into the red. Not only have they lost $90 million, they've actually lost $100 million. Doing what? Doing what? What are you doing with $100 million? It's gone. But Patrice Cullors' brother was still paid $1.6 million for security services in 2022, while sister of board member earned $1.1 million for consulting. <laughs> you wonder where all the money went it went to a bunch of leftist projects and by the way all funneled through and to act blue the democratic party money machine that's what happened and it's all gone now moving on to COVID Dr. Eli David tweet now this is earth shattering This should be worldwide news it's not because it doesn't fit the narrative I'm telling you right now all the vaccine pimps and whores even if they start to drop dead will still stick with it up to the moment they die just to, just to continue, because listen, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall, Proverbs 16, 18. That's just the way that it is. People would rather be dead than, than acknowledge that they're wrong. But this should be worldwide news. You probably already read it, but I'm going to read it to you. Breaking, following court order today, Israel, and The notice the date on the bottom, 522, 23, today is what, 25th, so three days ago. Should be worldwide news. This completely obliterates it invalidates, causes all credibility of the COVID response to be gone, to not to not mitigate, to not slowly go down a few notches. It erases the legitimacy of every last mitigation measure that was used during COVID, everyone. You're telling me, Tom, you don't think on the first five days we should have social distanced? No. You're telling me that we shouldn't have locked out? No, not one thing. If anything, I, I go, I went the other way. I hugged more just to mock it, breaking, following court order, because everybody has to be court ordered to acknowledge the truth, because there's just too much money and too much malfeasance, too many lies, too many perjurers, too much love of money, so everything has to go to court until somebody is finally pigeonholed into actually telling the truth. Breaking, following court order today, Israel Israel Ministry of Health released, and notice who's putting this out, Dr. Eli David, released data regarding COVID mortalities. Total COVID deaths in the age group of under 50 with no comorbidities. So all healthy people in Israel, country of millions, they had zero COVID deaths of anybody under 50. All are vaxxed, and you're like, Tom, that says with no comorbidity. Well, I mean, there's not a whole lot of people with comorbidities. Most people under 50 don't have comorbidity. You're like, there's a sizable population. I know, but most don't. Most don't. Under 50. So nobody died of COVID under 50. That didn't have an extreme comorbidity. Like a pre-existing myocarditis or a pre-existing cancer. Nobody. So what? why did you mask? Why did you vax? Why did you social distance? Why did you lock down? For, for three years. One vax. Two vax. Three vax. Four vax. Fifth vax. And working on the sixth. Why did you vax your one-year-old, Israel? And now, listen, not just Israel. You know why? Because this is, guess what? This is, this is going to be earth-shattering. Ready? Israel and uh, Australia and Uganda, South Africa, the UK, Canada, United States, Brazil, we are all the same. All the same. We're all people. So this is exactly the same in every country. In Australia, nobody under the age of 50 died of COVID without a severe comorbidity, comorbidity that would have died with the flu. Nobody. So explain to me why 96% of the population in Australia is vaccinated. 90 plus in, in, in Israel are vaccinated. Against what? Against what? Well, who's been telling you this for the last three years? It's not three years even. This is now we got what? May? Uh, April, May? So it's 38 thirty eight months and 15 days to flatten the curve. I've been quoting to you the Axe force Lionitis Stanford study for the last 38 months and 15 days to flatten the curve. post-infection survival rate for COVID-19 for anybody 0 to 19 years of age. 99.98% for everybody from 20 to 50. 99.5% survival rate from 50 to 70. 70 and above, even with max comorbidities, had a survival rate of 95% plus. The entire narrative was a lie. It's just like Jordan Peterson came out and said, I don't even know if there was a pandemic. Yeah, welcome, welcome. Yeah, you know, welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the party, pal. Die hard. Yeah, there never was. There was, yes, COVID 19 exists. But it's not anything, it's nothing to be worried about. You do what you do what you always do with the flu. Keep it isolated from the most vulnerable. Everybody else, truckers, cops, nurses, doctors, everybody who's healthy. Nobody dies right here. It's right freaking here. Nobody died under the age of 50. But they're all vaccinated, all masked, all quarantined, all locked down, all social distance. For what? Nothing. Nothing. Why do you keep bringing it up? Well, is it over? It's not over. And they're coming back again. They want, they want, you have the World Health Organization right now with their pandemic treaty where they can just deem anything they want A pandemic too much co2 in the air too hot outside too cold outside too much too much cow fart gas in the air pandemic lockdown just had to put this out there to you. this should be worldwide news that everything was a waste of life everything was a waste of time it was all a lie like i've been telling you it's all a lie everything's a lie collusion oaks lie COVID response lie climate change lie it's all lies all eyes to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point. Made all the way to 941 without saying that. <laughs> Usually I said that 12 times by now. All right, here's an interesting, just pulled this one up right before the show. Dr. Ray Video, listen to this male lady. Play it for me. Hey,
6: guys. Do you remember a couple years ago, um, and pretty much like over the last two years, there's been a lot of talk and videos and like data coming out about people who took the job Um, Depending on the potency of the job that you got, um, we're going to start dying. Uh, People have been making videos about it, dropping like flies, a lot of professionals. Um, Nineteen people have died on my route. Nineteen people in the last four months. It's normal for one or two to go in in about a year period of time. Um, I have 460 homes on my route, which means that I have um, on average 4 people per home, do the math, it's a lot, Um, so 1 or 2 a year is pretty average, but to have 19 people die on my route in the last 4 months, maybe there's some truth to this you guys, I I don't know, what do you guys think? Because I'm freaking out. Some of my favorite people have died.
0: Maybe there is some truth to it, right? Well, there is no, there's no maybe involved in it. Excess deaths are double-digit increases globally. Globally, the only reason why you don't hear about it here is because the rhinos don't want you to know, and the Democrats don't want you to know. So, as I say about every podcast, the CDC under Rochelle Walensky refuses to release the hospitalization and death rates amongst the vaccinated. Refuses to release it, so we don't know why. Is this is this a covert CIA op? No, it's hospitalization rates. Among the, we're not looking for names. We want to know the hospitalization rates amongst the vaccinated. It just came out in Australia. 100% of people who are being hospitalized to this day with COVID-19 are fully vaccinated. Period. That is the truth. COVID-19 is now a side effect of the vaccination. When they're going to blame every side effect of the vaccination on COVID-19. And just remember something. Just as an example... What what vaccine companies do is they make 10% of the revenue on vaccine sales. What do you mean 10% of the revenue? 10%. So just as an example, with COVID-19, they made $60 million on the vaccination. But they're going to make $600 million in treatments for the side effects of the vaccination. You know, you had Pfizer buy the myocarditis pill factory. You have Pfizer and Moderna coming up with a new vaccine, an mRNA vaccination for myo and pericarditis to be injected straight into the lung tissue, I mean, straight into the heart tissue. They make all their money on the treatments for vaccine side effects. And not just these vaccines. That's what they do. That's who these people are. Yes, it's demonic. They are of their father, the devil, who's a murderer from the beginning. John chapter 8, verse 44. All right, kneel by mouth video, getting into the the World Health Organization treaty. I'm not going to go too deep into this because I've already talked about it, but I want you to hear from Dr. Malone. Dr. Malone explains the WHO treaty that is attempting to lead the world into a global government. Play it for me. Why you should care.
7: This thing that is, remember, this is proposed by the Biden administration. These clauses are proposed by our executive branch, by our president. Okay. First off, increased surveillance. Under Article 5, the WHO will develop early warning criteria that will allow it to establish a risk assessment for a member state, which means it can use the type of modeling, simulation, and predictions that exaggerated the risk from COVID-19 over two years ago. Once the WHO creates its assessment unilaterally, it will communicate it to intergovernmental organizations and other member states. They will then have a 48-hour deadline. This is how this is going to work. within 48 hours and really less, they will have to make a go-no-go decision about complying with the mandate, which is entirely under the control of Tedros. The Director General of the World Health Organization has the authority under this statute to circumvent the U.S. Constitution and, and to activate a dominant role over the U.S. Constitution by the Constitution of the World Health Organization. You can do this unilaterally. Remember, the two major donors to the World Health Organization currently are the CCP, Communist China, and Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Bill Gates. Bill Gates is placing 250 million into the WHO. They, those two control the WHO full stop. What this bill does is it hands over control of the American Constitution and circumvent states' rights. This is really a power play by the, by the executive branch to create a pathway whereby they can get the WHO to do their bidding and to overturn the state's rights.
0: So why do you keep talking about COVID all the time, Tom? It's as, that's as, as if that's your, your, your milieu. No, it's not. It's not over. So you have, because they just keep coming. This is the excuse. It's just like, this, the only reason why there's CBDC, and this is all this all just happened by coincidence. The only reason why there's CBDC infrastructure in place right now is because of vaccine passport infrastructure. Otherwise, they'd have to be working on CBDC in, infrastructure. You don't think that's on purpose? Of course it's on purpose. So here we go. So you, you have an organization that's bought and paid for by the think of me, why don't you think about this? By the CCP and by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the CCP, who orchestrated COVID nineteen via the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in conjunction with Peter Daszak and the Health Alliance and Ralph Barrick at UNC, so the very people who orchestrated the latest pandemic are now going to run the next pandemic via a World Health Organization pandemic treaty. Bill and Melinda Gates of $250 million into the World Health Organization, either seconded by or, or, or even, even maybe even more put in by the CCP or Trump by the CCP. But those are the two biggest contributors. The ones who created COVID-19 are now going to run the next pandemic response through Tetros Gabriasis, who is a terrorist, a, a former terrorist leader from a terrorist group out of ethiopia so in other words a very convenient ccp bill gates whore like tom you shouldn't talk that's what they are you're a whore it's just like if you if you just you know we need to you know not say certain things or we're going to be taken down well now you're a whore to your master you're a whore you're saying what he wants you to say i'm not saying what he wants me to say i'm just not saying the things he doesn't want me to say whore that's what you are. So they have a typical, you know. And Dr. Malone put it out there. What they're going to do is exaggerate the risk. Did I not just? I just read it to you from Dr. Eli David. Nobody under fifty died of COVID. Period. That's it. They have yet to find a child who has died of COVID, worldwide who died of COVID nineteen without a comorbidity. None. Nobody under the age of fifty without a comorbidity. Not one worldwide died of COVID. That's it. Period. So they come up with an exaggerated risk. And within 48 hours, you have to give a, no, a go a, a go or no-go response. And who is dictating these go and no-go obligations? The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the CCP and the other globalists like Leonardo DiCaprio and Oprah and John Kerry and the World Economic Forum, the Bidens, the Obamas all the ones that have been funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology, giving American fair and cleavage site technology to the Wuhan Institute of Virology ACE receptor technology to the Wuhan Institute of Virology all conveniently in 2019. You know what those are? That's facts. So that's who's going to be running the pandemic response. And Biden has given away our sovereignty to the World Health Organization. That's why I continue to talk about COVID, because it's not over. They're gonna continue to use it, whether it's COVID or something else. Catastrophic contagion conference held by Bill Gates. The World Health Organization if you if you're following, you need to follow Michelle Bachman and Steve Bannon's coverage of this World Health Organization meeting. With this treaty that they're calling an accord so that they can obfuscate congressional oversight and congressional approval. They're calling it an accord. They're covering it. You should listen to what's coming out of there. It's basically the same stuff that I told you, but it's even with even greater detail. It's not good. That's why I continue to talk about it. This is going to be the next excuse to leverage you into that one world commerce system. I can talk about it all night. Let me move on to the next thing. I just had to show you this. Since since Bill Gates, Aaron, do the best you can to blow it up as big as you can on the left for me. I can make it out, but you can make it a smidge bigger. I'm just trying to get it to where I can read it. Oh, that's great. It's perfect right there. I just want to show you because since Bill Gates is now in charge of the next pandemic, Vio Tetros Gabrielis, the World Health Organization director, since he's in charge, let's look at Bill Gates' record. Now, I know all of you have seen this already. But I just, you know, it's just like, you have to continue. This is what you call information, not propaganda, information, because this is absolutely true. So Bill, Bill and Melinda Gates, let's just let's just leave Melinda out since they're now divorced. So since Bill Gates is now in charge of, who, who actually said that he wanted to have brown shirts respond throughout the globe, his pandemic uh, core, whatever he called it. And Barack Obama wanted the same thing, by the way. They wanted, wanted a core, a brown shirt core to be, be able to respond. Uh, I think Brock actually limited it to the United States, but Bill wanted it worldwide. So they basically come in and force you to quarantine, force you to take vaccinations, pin you down, jam needles in your arms. That's what they want. And they could have gotten away with it. They will. Nothing, nothing was a trial balloon. Everything's an attempt. So since Bill Gates is now in charge of pandemic response for the United States because the Biden administration has given him that authority... Let's look at his track record. Bill Gates, Bill Gates faces faces a lawsuit for the illegal experiment on the children of India. Now, this this has been going on for years. He just won't respond to it. Promising to eradicate polio with, with $1.2 billion, Gates took control of India's National Advisory Board, just like he's taking control of the World Health Organization, and mandated 50 per kid. <laughs> 50 vaccinations per kid. Fifty polio vaccinations up from five, so he 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 only increased it by ten times to every child before they're five. How do you even fit in fifty vaccinations? You know why you do fifty vaccinations? Because you're Joseph Mengele. Oh, I don't know if that was his first. That's Joseph Goebbels. Whatever Mengele, I don't know what go, Mengele's first name was. Because you're because you're Mengele, fifty vaccinations before it gets five. How could anybody live through that? Indian doctors blame the Gates campaign for a devastating vaccine-strained polio epidemic that paralyzed 500,000 children, 496,000 children between 2000 and 2017. By the way, that's all been proven. That's all been proven that it was in the vaccine, along with sterilizing agents, which the World Health Organization had to publicly acknowledge on their website. A mere 47,500 children. Now, this guy sleeps like a baby at night. Now these people who are paralyzed are are still paralyzed now. People only people if they read something they think it's over. You know we scroll that what's what we do in life and we scroll through, and we think things are over once we've scrolled past the story. These kids who are paralyzed are paralyzed now. They were paralyzed when they were three. They're going to be outside of Jesus. They're going to be paralyzed until they're thirty-three, until they're fifty-three, until they die in their seventies or eighties, for life. He sleeps like a baby at night with his various girlfriends cheating on Melinda before. Sleeps like a baby at night, no problem at all. Barack Obama has killed, uh, who knows, hundreds or thousands of people with drone strikes. Sleeps like a baby at night. You got, you got, you have military soldiers, young men, nineteen years old, who will never see a woman again until they're fifty-six, languishing in Leavenworth because he shot the wrong person. What's it called? Rule, uh, rules of Engagement, ROEs, yeah. because of an ROE violation in Iraq. Languishing right, right now. They're still there. Derek Chauvin is still in prison. I leave this up, guys. I'm getting back to it. They're still there. Nothing has changed because we've scrolled past the story. You have, you have soldiers. While, while Barack Hussein Obama spoons with Mike Obama every night, there are soldiers who are 19 years old in 2010 who are now 32 who haven't seen or touched a woman for 13 or 14 years. And never will until they're in their 50s. And Obama sleeps like a baby for some petty, bullcrap ROE charge. It's bullcrap. These people don't care. They're demonic, wretched, horrible human beings. 47,500 children, children crippled and permanently disabled in India. A direct result of Bill Gates' polio vaccine. In 2017, the Indian government... D- dialed back Gates vaccine re- regimen and evicted Gates and his cronies from the NAB. So he's, re- he's re- evicted from India, but now he's in charge of pandemic response for the entire world, including India. Oops. Currently, Bill Gates is the second largest funder of the World Health Organization after the U.S. government, which actually that's not true anymore because the CCP, because Donald Trump took us out of the World Health Organization. And on day one of the Biden regime, he put us back in. Now, I'll just read the bottom part. Medical experiments on people against their will is a war crime, a violation of the Nuremberg Code, which is what Bill, Bill Gates is doing. He's experimenting on 50 injections before you're five. Not to mention the other injections. That was just for polio. 50 injections? That's an. That's just outright medical experimentation in the line, in the legacy of Mengele. All right, I have to show you this one. I am going to be honest with you. I had absolutely no idea. I'll always be honest with you. I had absolutely no idea this existed. Some of you are going to laugh at me. I had no idea that this actually existed. And the question that I have is why has this never been investigated? If every last moral failure of, the, of you know, Donald Trump saying on the, what was that? Uh, Hollywood, whatever. Hollywood. Access Hollywood video that he grabbed a woman's crotch. That was investigated to the nines. Why has this never been investigated? Why do we never hear about this? And I didn't even know it existed until today while I was sitting in my hot tub. That's what I do. Scroll through stories endlessly. And I I found this. I've never seen this before. So let's look at it. Stu, Stu, Stu Peter's video. I can't read you the entire thing, but it is pretty funny. Update Obama whistle and bleep blower. Larry Sinclair was arrested. On the orders of Delaware AG Bo Biden on trumped up charges after coming forward about sexual relationships. Remember, it's all about Hussein. It's all about Hussein Obama, the collusion hoax. Protect, all the protection this guy gets. It's, I don't mean physical protection. He should be protecting his next president. And want no harm to the guy. I'm just telling you. All the political protection that he gets is all because... The wretched human being that he is, whether this is true or not, he's a wretched, horrible, murdering human being. But he gets all the protection. But I had no idea this even existed until today. Watch this video. Play it for me.
8: Meet Larry Sinclair. What do you do for a living, Mr. Sinclair?
9: Currently, I run a nonprofit in Cocoa Building
8: Affordable Housing. Now, in 2008, when Obama announced his candidacy for president, you made some explosive allegations about him that dated back to some events that occurred in 1999. Is that the year that you met Barack Obama? It is. Where did you meet him?
9: Outside of a bar in Chicago.
8: What were you doing?
9: I was on a night out, I had asked a limo driver if he knew anyone that would be interested in showing me around the town and it was clear for the limo driver that I was looking for someone to enjoy the night with. The introduction was made through the limo driver. And what happened? Uh, we had a few drinks. Uh, I had made some comments about warning coke so we got in the limo and left and we started drinking, I started snorting, he started smoking, I actually put my hand on his knee and started to rub up his thigh and I performed oral sex on Barack Obama. The following day, I actually get a knock on my hotel room door in Gurney, Illinois, only to find Barack Obama standing in front of it. He had actually come back for seconds. I performed oral sex on him in the hotel room at the Comfort Inn and Suites in Gurney, Illinois.
8: Were there drugs involved on the second night as well? There was. Who produced those?
9: He actually brought those with him.
8: Now, Obama at that time was a state senator. I actually had no idea who he was. And then when did you find out that it it was Barack Obama?
9: Watching the 2004 DNC convention. Thank you very much, everybody. God bless you. Thank you. And it hit me, and at the time, I was just kind of floored. Good afternoon. Uh, My name is Montgomery Blair Sibley. I'm the attorney for Larry Sinclair. Now, you have this press conference. I performed fellatio on Senator Obama in the limousine during the time Senator Obama was smoking crack cocaine. After the press conference, you are arrested by the DC Police Department upon the orders of Beau Biden, Attorney General for Delaware. So this is
8: Joe Biden's son, Beau Biden.
9: It is. Apparently he had a grand jury indictment from two weeks after I went public on Obama accusing me of theft that never took place.
8: Shortly before you made these public allegations about Obama, you were contacted, you say, by a man named Donald
9: Young. Donald Young was the choir director in Jeremiah Wright's church in Chicago. This is the church Obama attended? Exactly. And what did Donald Young tell you? That he, too, had intimate relations with Barack Obama and had for for years, and that I needed to protect myself, that they were going to come after me. What happened to him? He was shot point blank in his apartment, in Chicago.
8: The murder was never solved? No, it wasn't. Donald Young's mother subsequently made a public comment, I believe reported
9: in one of the tabloids. What did she say? She wanted to know why her son had to die to protect his friend, the president, which was referring to Barack Obama.
0: So why has this never been investigated? Where, where's the grand jury? Where? Where's the special prosecutor? Where's the media? I mean, according to the media... E. Jean Carroll said that Donald Trump raped her in a department store, a woman he's never met in his life, raped her in a department store. And, of course, going back to my narrative, that's in a she makes the accusation. In a blue jurisdiction where they just changed the law using herself and her own attorney to change the law to accommodate the defamation charge and the sexual assault charge. They just changed the law because it had run out of the statute of limitations. But they got the law changed to accommodate her accusation. Strange, isn't it? The year before. well, It's all just coincidence, though. Just like just like Bo Biden arresting this man (laughs) right after he makes this accusation for some theft that didn't occur. So if each and so E Jean Carroll makes this accusation has can't name an address, can't name a date, can't name a time, nothing has no witnesses, no DNA evidence, and Donald Trump gets convicted civilly of sexual assault. Why why isn't Barack Obama? Because it was he said she said. There's no evidence whatsoever. So same thing here. According to the Democratic rules. This man gave uh, Barack Hussein Obama oral sex twice and snorted cocaine with him twice. Because that's the new rules. If somebody says it, it's true. If there's no evidence, it doesn't matter, it's true. That's the left's rules, and we need to play it. We need to play by those rules. And I'm so glad that Dinesh D'Souza puts puts this material out. And the last part is the Donald Young part. Donald Young, choir director from Jeremiah Wright's church where Barack Hussein Obama Worship Satan at for as many years He comes forward and says You know that he also had A long sexual relationship With Barack Obama He said that he had a long term sexual relationship He ends up with a bull in his head That's strange isn't it I guess it's just all coincidence I just wonder why none of this Actually gets investigated Strange isn't it Just imagine if you were to put The name Trump In any of this that's the country we live in. Back here, Saturday night, 10.30, 55 minutes of fury. Do not miss. Also on the Christian Television Network that night. One last time, like and share, like and share. 479 people are watching right now on various platforms. Biggest platform is Rumble. Go to Rumble. Get the Rumble app. Let's all switch to Rumble. Some maybe when Periscope comes back on Twitter, we can do Twitter and get, her, get your butt moving and allow us to go live on Getter. Come on, Jason Miller. Come on allow us smaller podcasters to get going on get it's not that small almost 500 people are watching so make sure that you have those accounts as soon as right now we're getting smashed of course on Facebook and YouTube we're going to take it right off of there anyway because they just use that to put strikes on me and limitations on me love you all see you Saturday night one last time may God richly bless you in Jesus mighty name love you all ambient noise is not unbelief it's what causes unbelief. There's a war going on, but I see, I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members, Romans seven twenty three again. What's warring against the law of your mind is ambient noise. What's challenging the law of your mind? The law of your mind is faith. Whatever is challenging faith to you is noise. It's ambient noise. Ambient noise is often what you don't coherently hear. It's things that you don't necessarily know are challenging your faith. Listen, it is not an option. It is imperative that you identify the ambient noise in your life. Imperative. Because there's a war that's going on.
7: If you enjoyed watching the
1: Tom Lipley podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLively.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt.